Hello listeners and welcome back to another Rethink podcast. I believe this is number nine of our little show that we have begun. Um, I am of course Rachel Corsi and I am joined by Erica Timrak. Hello Erica. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes. Can you do that accent for the whole episode? Um, really quickly before we get into it, can we yep. appreciate that Aberdeen County was on CNN's top 20 places to visit. We can't, I'm, <laughs> I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. I mean, I appreciate its beauty. I know it's there. I love to go home. No, I'm kidding. I used to hate, I used to hate it. Well, I didn't hate it, but you know, when you're younger, you grow up somewhere, you just, yeah, you can't wait to leave. And now I really enjoy going back. Yeah. Um, Bobby, I might need to edit out that I hate it. My mum's going to be devastated <laughs> yeah, by like... that because my mum and dad still live back home. Um, anyway, we are this week going to talk about a little bit of soccer, but we're staying off the field and we're going to talk about some of the clubs that we love um, and then just sports in general. But we're going to keep away from what we do on a day to day basis as professional athletes. Cool. I'm excited. Living up to our Me too. reputation of jocks. Just talk about sports all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I've never, never heard that before. Do you know that jocks is like a oh god colloquial? Remember that word? Remember sure. Right, right, cool. Um, colloquial term for Scottish people, a jock. Oh, there you go. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Full of knowledge. Sweet. Let's dive in. Okay, I am going to begin with. Um, I am obviously a football fan. But, like, I'm actually a football fan. You know, like, some people appreciate sports, but I grew up with a home team. And I grew up in Aberdeen, and I am an Aberdeen FC fan. Um, what league are they in? The top league. <laughs> okay. um, last night they actually played in the preliminary rounds of what we call the Europa League, which is, it runs parallel with the Champions League. Okay. Um, we drew 1-1. Um, so you're, ri- you're ride or die. You watch all yeah. the games. Yeah. I have like a login to, you know, it's called Red TV. Um, you can Sounds watch all very games. sketchy and illegal. It's very legal. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a big fan. I've always been a fan. My mum, in fact, is a season ticket holder and she has been for what must be now, I'm going to say at least 30 years. And Damn. She's pretty much sat in the same seat in the South Stand with her best friend, who's also my godmother, Kay. Um... And she does her best never to miss a home game. Um, occasionally goes on a little road trip to the away games. She's feeling a little bit crazy. Um, so you guys are diehards. We're die. Yeah, we're all in. So did you have a choice uh, growing up? Like, were there two like rival clubs within Aberdeen, or is it just? No, there's just one. So you didn't really have a choice. You were born into this club. Born into it. <laughs> Love that. No, but um, a little bit of trivia i guess you call it my um great-grandfather actually played for them oh um i think in so that's early... where you get your soccer genes from my mom likes to think so mom likes to think it comes from her side <laughs> <laughs> my dad maybe would argue otherwise um but yeah he actually played for the club and then he was also he also coached the club for a period and fun this is also a really really big trivia question but he so Aberdeen was one of the first clubs to have like a dugout like a bench okay um and that was because when they were playing back in 1920 or so, um, there was nowhere for the subs and the manager and the coaches to sit. So in the current stadium, it's called Pataudry, 
um, you can still see the original brick of where they built the first dugout or bench area. Um, and he actually built that. That's really cool. And we were one of the first clubs. And ever since then, a lot of clubs copied. And now it's a normal thing. Every club, you have the little area where the subs sit and watch the game and the manager and so on. That's sick. Is, um, isn't dugout so, yeah. an American term, though? No, for, like, I baseball? So. I don't think so. No. I mean, maybe that's where it, be- where it originated. Okay. But I think it's... Because in baseball, it's called the dugout. Interesting. And I, we, we call it back home, the dugout. Ah. Like, we would always... So I wonder what came first. Maybe there's someone out there listening who knows that. I would venture to say American came up. Of course you would. (laughs) I mean, all Americans would say that. They say that about everything. Okay. (laughs) Even the English language. I'm corrected on the daily about the language that apparently is yours. Oh, man. Okay. Despite the fact it's called English. Mm, Well, salty today. (laughs) Yeah. Mood level one. I have been moody today. Apologize. It's okay. Happens. Yeah. I think Kristen's been out all day and I think that's probably why. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from Rachel. Um. So yeah, that's my heritage. Grew up Aberdeen fan. So then, do you support any teams in the EPL or? Mm, see, this is controversial. Okay. Am I gonna get you in trouble here? Uh, no. With the jocks back home. <laughs> I mean, me. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um. So I'm a Man United fan. Oof. I know that will be controversial alone. Yeah. Um. I think there's two primary reasons. So Sir Alex Ferguson, who was obviously the manager for the most part of my childhood, shall we say, when I was a keen Man United fan. Um, he actually, b- prior to that, was an, he was the manager of Aberdeen. Oh my God. And when Aberdeen okay. were successful, it was through him. And so... Um, you bring everything my back connection. to Aberdeen. You're right. Like it's, everything. It's because it's deep rooted <laughs> in my blood. I'm so passionate about it. Oh man. I've okay. got another story on that actually. Um, and then also when I was younger, as most people do, I still do have a crush on David Beckham. Yeah. And you know, I think everybody right? in the world has had a crush on David Beckham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like my dog has had a crush on <laughs> David Beckham. Chai, what a guy. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> you know what? David Beckham is like a fine wine though. He just looks better and better with age. They showed mm-hmm. him at, what was the last tennis tournament? Wimbledon? Wimbledon, yeah. They showed him there. And with his mom. Like, oh, how can you not appreciate that? Gosh. Right? Sorry. Okay, but, <laughs> Very excited. But, okay. yeah, man. So th- those are my reasons, and I, th- I think that's justified. Okay. Um, I don't even need a reason. I can support who I like. Yeah, um, sure. One thing with Mike Tiberdeen, though, is anyone who does know anything in America about Scottish football, typically... They know of Celtic and Rangers, who yeah. are the two Glasgow clubs. Big rivalry. A lot of passion in that. Um, and then people go, when you say you're Scottish, you play soccer, they go, who do you support, Celtic or Rangers? And I'm like, well, neither, Aberdeen. And they go, yeah, but who would you choose? Well, neither, because I support Aberdeen. Good answer. And that's, but that gets me but every who time. who would you choose? <laughs> Erica. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't do this. Okay. Anyway. So yeah. Oh, actually, and one other thing. Oh my god. I'm so, do you know what? It just I'm gets so better glad. and better. I'm so glad <laughs> that I've got the, itin- the itinerary. Outline. What do we outline? There we go. In front of me because Aberdeen this season have signed on loan John Gallagher, oh. who is from Atlanta United. Yeah, he's yeah. actually sick. I'm, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, he's played in. He started the. Last couple of games in the Europa League for us because the league starts, I think, in three weeks' time. Two weeks is time. that the first American to play for Aberdeen? Ooh, 
now you're really testing my knowledge. Yeah, I feel I mean, like an insufficient fan. <laughs> I didn't have that. <laughs> didn't have that fact written down, Erica. Um, That's exciting. I'm going to say it's probably not their first American player. Okay. Yeah, but um, anyway, I'm quite excited. Yeah, a few of my cool. friends have been to the preseason games and they seem impressed so far. Um, apparently, it's quite speedy, which always goes down well. What does what does that mean? What speedy? Quite speedy, like like quick. Okay. Like yeah, no, I know it quickly. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Speedy. I thought that was self-explanatory. Okay. Apparently not. All right. Um. Anyway, enough about Aberdeen. My passion for Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Um. What about you? What are you? What's your club? Uh, do you have a club? Do you have a soccer club? Um. So Barcelona has always been my fave. Mm. Um. I've been obsessed with their style of play for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um. But to be honest, and this is going to be a little offside, I guess, but I'm not like a huge soccer fan. Okay. Like That's not I, offside. I think people assume that because you play it, you would be a fan and watch it. And I think those two things are yeah, totally I, separate. Like I love a good Champions League final. Like I love... Um, a big occasion. Yeah. I yeah. love La Liga. Um, Mark and I actually were in Real Madrid for El Clasico. Fun. Um, and that was pretty insane. Uh, I was the only one wearing a Messi jersey. Which, what, you sat in the Real Madrid section? Yes, and no one had warned me or anything. Yeah. It was the, it was like the bright neon mm-hmm. pink one, too. Mark yeah. was in a Jordi Alba jersey. I was in a Messi jersey, and we're, like, walking in there, and all of a sudden, I'm like, this is probably not the good, best idea. No, By the end of the game, I had it idea. inside out, um, and Mark went shirtless because we were getting harassed like yeah like no like i've never even experienced mm, how american Ricky, yeah Ricky how was, american yeah, very arrogant of me <laughs> uh yeah yeah you don't do that back in europe yes well you stick to your thank you, <laughs> you stick to your sides <laughs> yeah well that was my experience um and so i love i love yeah watching soccer i'm i will admit i'm not like a huge supporter of like aberdeen county for instance um <laughs> I do love Barcelona, but I would say my big obsession is the NBA. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Um, for those of you who don't know, my uh, fiance Mark played professional basketball uh, overseas in Europe for five years. Um, Very cool. And so naturally, I felt obligated to take some interest in you know his mm-hmm. life, pretty much. That was kind of you. <laughs> that was good of you to yeah. agree to that. And to be honest, at first, I didn't. <clears throat> really like it and then um i think when he started training guys and like actual guys who played in the nba Mm -hmm. it was cool to like watch them play and see their development and that's when i like really became an nba fan okay um and i will say that russell westbrook was like my first real nba like i don't want to say crush in the sense that like oh i thought it was cute but like an athlete crush where like i was obsessed with like the way he played Mm -hmm. like his ability to like drive to the net and um, he just like plays with this chip on his shoulder, um, and it's very contagious when you watch it. It's fun. Um, okay. Our producer is a huge, huge Russell Westbrook fan, and he's very salty that he just got traded to the Rockets. Oh. Yeah, he's an OKC fan, so okay, it's not a good day for him. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I this past year, so last summer, Mark trained Malik Beasley, who was a shooting guard for the Nuggets. 
And so pretty much every Nuggets game I'd watch, and they play a couple times a week. So I watched a ton of NBA games this last year, and I actually got really into it. Um, And I really actually admire the sport now and love the athleticism and the craftiness on the court. Um, And I do have some favorite players around the league. And then, of course, Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan are both, like, outspoken vegan athletes. Of course. I know, and I think it's cool. uh, Yeah, it's That, like, you have these, like, freak athletes who are, like, 6'6", 6'7", and if they can have a successful playing career on, like, a plant-based diet, then it kind of proves to be sustainable for the haters. Yeah. You receive a lot of that, I feel like. I welcome it, but... Uh, right, you're always ready for that argument, I must say. Um, and like, yeah, it is proof. Like those guys are big guys and yeah. need to fuel your body. Yeah. Um, two things. Firstly, have you ever played basketball? Yeah. No. Right. Mark doesn't take you to. Like, no, like I'll I'll go and shoot around with him, but like that's cool. My hand. That's cute. Also, that's very cute. It's shocking. Okay. It is shocking. <laughs> There's actually a video I posted on my Instagram like a couple of years ago where I'm rebounding for Mark. Okay, we'll get that up. We'll and have that reposted. Thank you. He shoots it and I'm under the net and I look up and the ball just smashes me right in the nose. Oh and I start God. crying and he like escorts me off the court. <laughs> and it's all on video. It's really sad. Um, but How is that all on video? Do you have <laughs> a camera set up at the side? Well, Mark was doing like a filming. He was like filming his shots. Okay. For like technique training. Yeah. And I was a rebounder and I thought I was like super shifty and, you know. Wow. That was like the third shot. I don't know if we do want to get that back up. I'm unsure it's bad. what that does for the female <laughs> athlete image. And I think, I know. And I even think it shows him like escorting me off and saying, it's okay, sweetie. <laughs> it's okay. If he called you sweetie, then Mark, come on. Yeah. Um, Are you NBA fan? I'm a newcomer to the sport. Okay. I'm going to admit that. Okay. Um, I have been to watch the jazz a number of times. Um, and then obviously when I played in Seattle, we had a really good um, connection with the Seattle Storm. Yeah. Um, so I would have gone and watched a couple of their games as well. Um, but I'm st- I would still say I'm learning the terms and the rules. Sure. Um, I used to call rebounds second balls. Like that seemed to make sense to me because that's what you call it in soccer. Sure. Like you got to get the second. Yeah. Like first, second. I'd be like, oh, come on, second balls. And everyone would be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you'd be and then thrown out. Rebounds. <laughs> Rebounds. <laughs> Got it. Um, is there a basketball league in Scotland? There is. There's actually a professional team in Glasgow called the Glasgow Rocks. Oh, cool. Who I have been to watch as well. But um, Step down for the NBA, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not diss it like that. Okay. Before you get, tell me about the world champions, if that's what you reference everything. World Series greatest ever blah 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 um kidding not kidding um yeah i've been to watch glasgow rocks but i I feel like there wasn't a professional team when i lived there i lived there for three years and i don't think there was i could be i could be very wrong in that okay um and then the last little story i have with my mba fascination is um mark's one of mark's best friends uh he played at unc with them danny green was on the um toronto raptors this year who won the championship yeah that so was cool. it was so much fun, like watching him, uh, kind of in their journey, and right. Kawhi Leonard obviously is sick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it was cool to watch him. And Danny got I don't I think because he won it at the Spurs one year, um, so I think that was the second championship, which is sick. 
That is so it's cool to watch. I mean, they play in, in one thing about NBA. I reckon it has to be one of the biggest corporations in the world. Oh, for sure. The NBA. I mean, they play eighty. Every team plays eighty-two league games. Yeah, it's insane. Like they play and then they jump on a jet that night, fly across the country, and then play the following night somewhere yep. else. Yeah, and they have so many back-to-backs. It's like yeah, f- physically as soccer players, like you can't do that, right? Yeah, and they pretty much do it because it is such a huge. Oh, yeah. Commercial market. Yeah. Like, the money in it is outrageous. You know, uh, the Raptors had, like, Toronto is a huge basketball city. Like, they sell out every game. Mm -hmm. Drake's, like, a huge part of their organization somehow. (laughs) Very weird, but no one really asked questions. They had this whole, uh, the city of Toronto band together, and they had a Kawhi and Dine where they would, they're trying to get Kawhi to sign there again uh, for the next year because Uh he did so well. That anywhere he would go with his friends or family, he would eat and drink for free. So there'd be like a sign on the restaurants or cafes or bars in Toronto that said Kawhi and Dine. And he could just pop in and eat there and eat. for free. Excellent. Yeah. That's, and did he stay or has he moved on? <laughs> he actually signed with the Clippers this year. Oh, I know. Heartbreaking. I know. They tried. Yeah. It was, they gave it all. Is it? Yeah. I've never been to Toronto, but I've heard it's a cool place. It's a dope city. It's like a melting pot. It's cool. Okay. Well, it's on my list. Yeah, I feel like since I've moved here, sports are just a little different in a lot of ways. Okay. But I mean, like, your three, the three main sports, I would say, in the U.S. are basketball, okay. which covered, NFL, uh, American football, and baseball, Major League Baseball. Yeah. Is that is that fair? Yeah, definitely. I would say that the NFL is, like, slowly phasing out. Okay. Interesting. In my opinion. But, um, yeah, the MLB and the NBA are, like, insane, and there always will be. Yeah. And I find it, like, we just don't really have much of an infrastructure of any of those sports back home. Yeah. So, for me, it's been quite a lifestyle change to get into that. And um, Baseball's a tough one Yeah, to jump into. Like, obviously, I grew up watching it, and, like, all my friends played it growing up, but it's tough to watch a baseball game on TV. And then, yeah. like, we don't have a baseball team here in Salt Lake. We have the Bees, but not, like, a real MLB team. Yeah. So. Fair. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Um, where do you think Where do you think men's soccer ranks within that? Is it number four? Or do you think it's further down? I don't know. I don't know if NHL is above it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Bobby, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, interesting. So soccer has to be fifth. Yeah. Because I think, like you would say, back in Scotland football is number one or soccer is number one yeah um then rugby is probably next next in line which you do get rugby here but not very frequently so since we're on this topic why do you think that like Mm -hmm. soccer is the number one sport in i'm just gonna say europe in general yeah and in america it's not even top three okay i'm gonna say in europe it's like a culture heritage thing okay um i think it's very different back home in terms of you would say soccer here is like a middle class sport or it's i would say it's middle class i would say it's even becoming an upper class and i know that right. sounds bad but like it is getting expensive travel soccer right. and mm-hmm. private training and all that so yeah whereas back home it's almost like and i'm not saying this is why it's popular but it's kind of the opposite like i just remember when i like you would just Go out, find a piece of grass, take your ball, yeah. like throw your sweatshirts down to make goals and you would just play with your friends. And that's kind of 
that's just what growing up back home is like as a kid. Yeah. Um, and then typically, like, the main professional leagues are essentially football. Yeah. And so that's what you watch on TV. Um, And I hate to say yeah. it, but, like, money does play into it because... 100%. Like, in the U.S., like... The NBA guys and MLB guys are by far the highest paying guy, like by a long shot. Right. Like you have NBA guys making fifty million a year. Yep. And in soccer here, you don't even come close to that. Whereas it's opposite in Europe, where like you have right footballers, the highest paid athlete. Mm -hmm. And there's just something right. And I guess when you're growing up, that's almost what kids see and what you aspire to. So here, kids aspire to be those other sports first because soccer's not maybe seen to be the number one. Right. I, I think there's a lot of factors that play into it. But Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Do you think soccer will ever be number one in America or no? Um I don't know if it'll ever be number one, but yeah. I think um I th- I feel like there's certainly enough infrastructure to keep it um growing more successfully. Yeah. I th- I think there will the US will get success at some point and I think when they do the nature of how sort of the commercial market works is when you're successful you get more money, you get more interest, you get more exposure and that in yeah. turn yeah. generates the interest exactly. and and so um yeah, I think the US will get there. Cool. Okay, we can hope. We can hope. All right. Um if you could play another sport professionally Hundred percent tennis. Okay, if salary wasn't enough. No, hundred percent. T- I actually played tennis when I was growing up. It just happens to be the equal prize money at Wimbledon. Right. For the <laughs> yeah. No. Ge- quite genuinely, I I would probably say tennis. Um, I played tennis growing up, and then got to a point where it was kind of like it started to clash with other sports, and um, I would definitely say tennis back home is an upper class sport, and so yeah. Um. It was kind of at the point where it was like private lessons yeah. and probably a lot more travel and um, truthfully, I had no expectation of playing professional sport and so I, football was my natural passion and so I pushed tennis to the side a little bit and focused on football. Yeah. So that is why I would pick it and um, I do actually love tennis. I've been to the US Open twice. Nice. Um, I've been to the French Open. I've been to the Aussie Open. <gasps> um, the only one I haven't done is Wimbledon which... Um, my mum and dad have been to frequently. I'm just never typically home in summer when it's played. Yeah. Um, and it's also quite hard to get tickets for the main courts. Maybe um, I can ask Beckham if he can get you a few. <laughs> Please. Okay. Um, but no, yeah, I love the tennis. Actually, earlier this year, I, this was it was earlier in 2019 when I went to I was in Australia, obviously in the off season, and I got tickets to go and see the tennis in Melbourne, and it was Melbourne. Oh, don't do this, Erica. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I had tickets for the main court and I saw Serena Williams complete fangirl moment yeah but everyone's just like the sun's so beaming down yeah, yeah. it's yeah. so hot everyone like I'm just there watching sweating everyone's in shorts and a little tank top like there's no yeah. it's hot she strolls out in this like long black coat to warm up love that and I'm just like what Make, yeah. what a legend what a, boss, yeah. what a legend and um, it was one of the early rounds 
um, and she was playing someone who wasn't seated and who was fairly young and it, it was over pretty quickly but for me that was a really inspirational moment even yeah. this year just being a fangirl and just appreciating someone who's dominated their sport for a long time and it's one of the best she was a badass i as well saw her at the melbourne open and i fangirled yeah like amazing. and i've never been to like an actual tennis match mm-hmm. and so my overall <laughs> etiquette i would say was oh goodness <laughs> very american yeah very florida believe. especially <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was cool. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, no, but she's an amazing athlete. And I just, I think the tennis tour would be something that's really, really fun. Yeah. Are you a, uh, Rafa fan? Um, I'm not not a Rafa fan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, tough question, because obviously I'm an Andy Murray fan. Okay. And so their time has, I guess, crossed yeah. over a little. Um, before Andy Murray, I'd say, yeah, I could appreciate Rafa. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, it's not that hard of a question. Is he yes yeah. or no? Are you, I mean, why? Are you, are you no, a I just, Is he, is he your guy? I recently started watching tennis, and I really like watching him. I used to like him back in the day when he used to wear those sort of like three-quarter Capri pants. <sighs> Love those. So Euro. Right? So you're I mean, I feel just so Nadal. I feel like I don't even think <laughs> Europe can take any credit for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my memory. Cool. Um, talking about that, do you know who Pete Sampras is? No. Okay, so he's like, before Roger Federer, I think, overtook him in number okay, of titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like American. Legend. Maybe. Yeah. And we were speaking about another day, and I mean, you've just proven my point. Like, you don't even remember that name i'm just like wow like someone who it just shows you how quickly once you stop playing your sport you just disappear you just disappear yeah really cool he was really he genuinely i remember when i would watch it and yeah i'd probably been pretty young but um it's just he genuinely was yeah the roger federer of that time thinking like 10 years time people won't know who roger federer is is crazy sad right um talking about older athletes found a little bit of trivia on I, I don't really know why this is relevant <laughs> we might just crop this out um top 16 athletes over 35 um which i think is amazing to still be are you going to still be playing it when you're older than 35 um professionally or unprofessionally does it uh professionally probably not um, I, <laughs> I don't know why I said unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, like I'm definitely going to join a beer league and do that, play some kickball, sure. I think the opposite of professional is savage. <laughs> also known as recreational. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to let that one go, but I couldn't because the listeners would have heard it. I had to call myself out. Um, no, I think this body has enough wear and tear to make it right. 35. What about you? Yeah, I'm. I don't think I'll be there. Yeah. It's tough because, um, obviously, I don't think it's a secret that women's soccer players don't get paid a ton of money. Right. And when you get to an age where you're having a lot of wear and tear, like LeBron James, for instance, who's one of the highest paid athletes in the world, Mm -hmm. has a personal masseuse to go with them to every game. He gets a massage every day as a chef. So he eats right all the time. Mm -hmm. And he just has access to unlimited resources to make him as ready and available to play yeah and yeah i mean like who knows what our bodies could do if you know we had a tour massage every day and 
that type of I'll tell you what what wouldn't happen is when you're taking the stone out of an avocado you wouldn't stab the knife into your hand which I did the other day and potentially might need stitches oh, God. yet to be determined got yeah. a little plaster over it right now but it's not doing a great deal that's what your chef would take care of right <laughs> yeah <laughs> we won't be sitting I need here. a chef for that reason <laughs> looking at that wound <laughs> anyway athletes some athletes still playing uh, Tom Brady 41 playing NFL plant based athlete baby there you go another one um but in all seriousness, NFL is tough. I think the average yeah. career length is... The average... Sorry. <laughs> I'm just trashing the studio here. Um, the average career length in the NFL is two to three years. Yeah, they get hit so, so hard. And especially... Yeah. I actually don't know that much about football, but like, I can't imagine how many sacks Tom Brady's taken. Right. Um, he's a quarterback, though, so he probably doesn't get... He's not one of the guys that get, typically will take a lot of heavy hits in the game. But sure. he ha- Stanley still gets hit. Sure. Anyway, he's still playing. He's um, a legend, though. Right, he is. He's one of those, what we call, freak athletes. Yep. Um, yep. Um, Tiger Woods is 43. I think golf's one of the ones which obviously isn't maybe as dependent on... You can go a bit longer yeah. in your career. Yeah. It's not um, as much of a physical demand on your body. Right. But he had some personal and health issues of his own, so... Yeah. Fair play to him sure. to get him back playing. Um, Serena Williams, 37, and has had a baby. That's incredible. I just have so much love for her. Oh, my God, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Badass. Um, who else have we got? Roger Federer, also 37. Still doing well. Um, Jack Nicholas. Any footballers? Mm, let me see. I don't think so. No. Not shocking. Yeah. I feel like they're probably... There definitely is some players playing back home anyway, but sure. Um, there we go. Little random facts, and then my other fact was the Forbes Rich List of twenty nineteen. Oh, Who do you think's number one? Um, it's interesting actually because what you said about money. Uh huh. Well, guess first, and then we'll see. LeBron no- James. Okay, so Lionel Messi is number one. Wow, LeBron just signed like a one billion dollar deal with Nike, right? Bobby? <laughs> Producer Bobby, back me up, please. He's eating right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, LeBron James is number eight. You oh, ready? Yeah. Okay, so one Messi, two Ronaldo, three Neymar, four Canelo Alvarez, boxer. Okay. Uh, five Roger Federer, six Russell Wilson. He has just signed a massive deal with the Seahawks to stay there. Um, seven Aaron Rodgers, eight LeBron James, nine Steph Curry, ten Kevin Durant. Damn. So that yeah. just shows, like... Mm-hmm. Money talks. People. Money talks. Yeah. Damn. Go messy. Yeah. There was, in the top 100, one female. Okay. Our, our girl. Our girl, Serena. Our girl, Serena. <laughs> um, and I also... Yeah, it's very ironic that I would say with the gender discrepancies and pay gaps and s- such, tennis is probably the most equal. Yeah. Between men and women sports, um, I think the Wimbledon prize money for both male and female is three million, just under three million this mm-hmm. year. Which is actually amazing that it is the same, and they recognize yeah. this both the same um, because they do actually play different lengths yeah. of matches, like first to three for in the women's obviously, right. and first to five sets in the men. Um, which I just think is a real tribute to the people who are responsible for um i guess the prize money yeah boosters um, yeah tennis and has a lot of rich people <laughs> <True>. <laughs> it does 
but and I guess the argument is that um, when you actually go and watch the big events, you get your ticket for everyone buys their ticket, and then you would sit and watch. And you actually, if you're on center court and you have tickets for that court, right? You see a women's game, a men's game, a women's game, a men's game. So technically, I guess the argument therefore is that um, people pay their ticket for the same thing, so therefore it should be equal. Yeah, that's a Which good point. Is, they do the same thing for like fights, like UFC fighting, right? When you do like when you buy like a pay per view. Okay. It's like the man and the woman. I'm pretty sure. And is the price money the same in that? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I would presume not. No. Because um, and also that. when we have like a double header with the guys, <laughs> we don't get paid extra right. for that. Game. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, no, but I, th- I think that's really cool in, in tennis, and I think they yeah. lead the way in that. Yeah, and for sure. I find whenever we have this argument. In the in the women's football world, um, I feel like it's often combated by fans really pushing back, and I find that quite interesting. Why people are so against it, right? Because in the most part, it wouldn't, it doesn't directly affect those people, but no. yet they seem to always have an argument that oh, it's not as fun to watch, yeah. or which let me tell you, as an Aberdeen fan, I've seen plenty of games that are not fun to watch, <laughs> <laughs> and I have seen some fun ones. But just saying, yeah, that argument can be quashed fairly quickly. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, I don't know why people don't want to help promote that, but they seem yeah. often. Well, speaking of uh, progress, sh- uh, Chicago had like a breaking record for their attendance last right. game. They usually average like three to four thousand, and they were at seventeen point five. Right for their last game, which is huge. Yeah, I think all clubs last weekend had huge crowds for the yeah. NWSL, which. It's really fun and really promising for the league. Um, it is, but we need to keep that momentum going. Right. Um, we do. I, I hate to say it, but like I, I don't want it to be where like the World Cup players are back one game, sell out crowds, and then it kind of like dwindles down Feels again. Off, yeah. You just have to keep the momentum going, and I think marketing's huge. I totally agree. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, we've covered sports quite nicely, I feel. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to get off your chest? Um, no. I'm excited for the WoW, though. Ooh, me too. I can't remember. We actually had, um, let's see, this tweet from Rachel Hendry. Hi, Rachel. Hello, Rachel. She said, here are just a few words that you could use for the word of the week, and I'm going to have you read them because I don't want to butcher them. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to credit Rachel with the official word of the week, which I'll get to at the end. Um... But the list includes Ken, which just is a word that we use and we throw in at the end of sentences. And it just means, I know, like... Like A for Canadians. Do you ke- like, do you Ken? Do you know? Do you, oh, okay. Do you Ken what I mean? Do you use that? <laughs> I've never heard the word Ken come out of your mouth. <laughs> well, obviously not here because you guys struggle at the best of the times. Um, I have definitely used it i wouldn't use it in my mum's house though okay not because it's a bad word just it's not proper english ah. um the next word she has is haver which i think we did we, have yeah ha- we did have that yeah havering i knew we had it um crabbit that's a good one that's like when you're moody Okay. That was me this morning. <laughs> I woke up crabbit. Really quickly, I went to see our hairstylist today, Ariana, mm-hmm. and she was like, Corsi came in here the other day and she was in such a mood and she goes, she walks in and she goes, I need a LaCroix. And I was like, we don't have LaCroix. <laughs> and she walked out. 
and I was like, what a diva, like walking in and just saying, I need to look. Who are you? Okay. That did not happen. <laughs> it didn't? No. She's definitely. I didn't said, walk out. Well, she said you like pretended to walk out like you couldn't have it, which <laughs> like I the totally believe. The one thing I need. <laughs> Sparkling water. Um, oh. Um, and then we had bra, which is kind of like nice. That's bra. Okay. Um, breeks, which are another word for pants or trousers. Okay. And then there's a few others, but I'm going to quickly fast forward to the word of the week for this week, which is clipe. Clipe? Clipe. C-L-Y-P-E. Clipe. Okay. No clues. No clues because apparently I've been told that my clues are too obvious. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, I, well, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, before we go anywhere, though, we need to cover what last week's words were. First word was scunnered, which I think we pretty much, we kind of worked out what that was when you're a little bit annoyed. Scunnered. Um, was that last week or was that the one before? I can't remember. No, last week. Um, and then... Three. <laughs> Someone spelled it as that, which kind of made me sad that I wasn't pronouncing it well enough. But drich. Drich. Yeah. So okay. it's D-R-E-I-C-H. Oh, okay. Drich. Okay. Um, and we don't really get that type of weather here, but drich is like when it's kind of that time. I mean, in Scotland, it doesn't matter what time of year it is, but I'd say for the rest of the world, it's sort of that autumn fall wintry oh. kind of weather when it's like raining outside mm. and it's a it's not like heavy rain it's that kind of like damp gray dull misty rain that gets you really wet but like yeah doesn't feel heavy at the time okay um so that's what we would we have a word for that and it's drich typically because we have weather like that all the time so we say like the weather's drich, drich. Oh. drich. <laughs> yeah he'd be like oh it's a drich day today okay my gran would say that yeah my grandma Seems very old Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> What's that kind of chat where you talk about the weather all the time? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. There we go. So word for this week for you all is Clipe. C-L-Y-P-E. Give it your best shot. Reach out to us. Give us your thoughts. We loved the feedback that we got last week. It was all very positive, which is always wonderful to hear. Um, and I apologise. We kept you all on tender hooks. We were a little late to get that one out to you. But um, we're back on our, on our rhythm. Um and excited for you to have heard this one and get like I say get in touch you can do that at at Rachel Corsi 14 or at etimrack on Twitter or Instagram whichever you prefer um, it'll be great to hear from you and I think that's us pretty much mm-hmm. if you guys have any requests uh, for who you want to be a guest speaker on the podcast let us know we'll try and uh, make that happen we have some uh, openings in the studio coming up so we're looking for some <laughs> speakers yeah absolutely um as always we would like to say thank you to mountaineer studios in draper utah and the rsl podcast network for letting us use their services to make this happen make this fun for us and you i hope um and thanks again for listening we are out bye